0: So I know it's not winter yet, but just imagine in your mind a huge mountain, very steep slope covered with this perfect wet snow. It kind of makes for great snowballs. If I were to take the snow and make a small snowball and begin to, at the top of the mountain, let it roll down, and your job is to catch it, could you do it? Depends where you are in the mountain. If you were close to the top of the mountain, it would be easy, but if you were at the base of that mountain, a thousand feet down, there's no chance. By the time that snowball got down to the base of the mountain, it would be huge. It would have picked up tremendous speed. It probably would have picked up a lot of rocks, and if you try to stop that snowball at the base of that mountain, you would lose. That's the definition, the very theological definition, of a snowball effect. And that's what St. James was talking about in his second reading, which we just heard, when he asked the question, where do the wars and all the conflicts among you come from? Is it not from your passions? In other words, St. James was saying very clearly, look, big things like war and violence and murders and shootings, which we've sadly had to deal with in this state this week, They don't just happen. We don't just wake up and sort of do these things. All of these things start small. They start out in passions. If left unchecked, they get bigger and more powerful and they pick up speed and size and scope and debris. And at that point, they can't be stopped. And that's when horrendous things happen. That's when sin happens, evil happens. That's when tragedy happens. But if we can learn to check our passions when they're still small, we could eliminate war and murder and adultery. We could fix our families. There'd be an an end to hatred and racism, abuse of every kind. We would have peace. So let's look at how we can do that. How can we really have peace by controlling our passions? You know, it's interesting. We can't control another person, but we can control ourselves. And this is a very practical examination, a very practical homily, about how we can control ourselves. First, we have to know what passions are. And passions are very simple to understand. It's our emotions, our dispositions. And those emotions and those dispositions incline us To do things Those things can be good or those things can be evil The main passions Are love and hate Hope and fear Joy and sadness And anger And in and of themselves Believe it or not Passions are actually morally neutral It's only when we act Either for good or evil That they become good or evil so let's look at one of the most fundamental human passions and kind of go through it, through the rest of the homily. Anger. When something evil happens, should we be angry? Absolutely. But that anger in all of our passions always has to be governed by right reason. So for instance, when Christ saw people selling the goods in the temple, turning the temple into a marketplace, when he saw the religious leaders taking advantage of the pilgrims, making money off of them, what did he do? He got angry. He overturned the tables. I'm sure the tone of his voice wasn't nice. There was an injustice, and our Lord was reacting reasonably to stop that injustice, to bring about good. That was reasonable. It wasn't sinful. It was an appropriate response to evil. Getting upset at the scandal in the church is appropriate. It's appropriate to think and to let reason govern and to write our leaders and say, here's what I think. Here's how it's affected me. That's reasonable. That's good. That anger is oriented towards good, change in the church, holiness in our church. And in fact, I would say that if evil happens and we don't get angry, there's something wrong with us that's actually not right. Reason demands that we respond to evil, that we seek the good. So when our passions are directed towards achieving the good, there are wonderful things. That passion is holy, and it leads to virtue, leads to heaven. But we also know that our passions can lead us in the wrong direction. And if our passions lead us to seek evil, then those passions are not good they need to be checked. They need to be checked early on in order to avoid disaster. We gotta stop that snowball, so to speak, at the top of the mountain and not let it get down to the bottom. How, how do we do that practically speaking? Let's stay with anger for a moment. So theoretically, let's just say someone were to cut me off in traffic. I have the right to be angry. But if my anger goes unchecked by my reason, then things can get ugly and sinful. So what's an appropriate response to being cut off in traffic? Blow the horn to avoid an accident, or to correct a wrong behavior? But if I allow that passion to well up inside in this intense anger where I seek vengeance or rage, then my action has become evil. My unchecked passion is leading now to sin. I'm no longer seeking the good. I'm no longer seeking to correct an evil. I'm seeking to harm. And that's how passion leads to sin, to, to disaster. And that's true for any emotion. That's true for any passion that we have, not just anger. So the million-dollar question is, is how do we control our passions when they're first felt, when they're manageable, to avoid the big stuff? And that's what St. James was getting at in in Monsignor Arts Memory, three things. We need to pause, we need to think, and we need to have a plan. So pause, think, and have a plan. First, pause. When our passions arise in us, whether the passion is anger, or whether it's lust, or hate, or affection, or whatever the passion might be, we've got to stop, we've got to pause. Those who have been at the Basilica, you know that I've been saying this almost every single week for a year and a half. Keep a rosary on you, on your person, in your pocket, in your purse. And when a passion arises, you stop and you clutch that rosary. It's a physical reminder of God's presence, of the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. You stop what you're doing, you you clutch that rosary. We are physical people. That physical reminder, that pause to just take the rosary out of your pocket and bring your mind to God is a huge step in defeating the passions. You ask the Blessed Mother, all right, I know I'm getting, this could get out of hand in a second, help me. I'm about to do something I know I shouldn't do, stop me, help me, calm my soul. Something so small as that can stop so much evil. First thing we gotta do is pause. The second thing, we've gotta think. What is the only thing, the most important thing I should say, not the only thing, the most important thing that separates us from all of creation is our ability to reason. Man and woman created in the image and likeness of God have the ability to reason just like him. That's the faculty in our soul which makes us most like God and most different from every other creature You have to ask yourself a very simple question. Is what I want to do, is what I feel like doing, is my passion directed towards heaven or not? Very simple question. Is what I want to do right now, is that gonna lead me, or the person I'm gonna do it to, is it gonna lead me to heaven? So let's go back to the traffic situation. Deacon Sean cuts me off. My passion is high, I wanna retaliate. If I retaliate, is that going to lead me to heaven? Is what I feel like doing in accord with God's plan? Is it? Am I going to act like a Catholic man if I do what I want to do? And if we don't know what it means to be a Catholic man or woman, read Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes, the life of blessedness. Seriously, it's a beautiful, beautiful teaching of our Lord. See what God says about how we ought to behave. Is what I feel like doing right now going to lead me to heaven to a life of beatitude? If the answer is yes, then you should do it. And if the answer is no, you've got your answer. Stop. Stop what you're doing right now. This ability to think is huge. And we can stop almost all passions if we just engage our reason and ask that one simple question. And finally, We need to come up with a plan. I know that I'm going to be cut off in traffic again. And by the way, I gave this homily last night, and then I went to go make a sick call. About 40 minutes away, I was cut off more times than you can possibly imagine. The Lord has a sense of humor. So I know I'm going to be cut off again. I know that my anger is going to be welling up inside again. What am I going to do? What's my plan? So that when it happens, I know how I'm going to react and maybe it's as simple as putting a crucifix on your dashboard maybe it's simple as putting a sticky note by your radio that says pray for your enemies but i'm going to suggest one other thing change your mind change your attitude the way we think about this if every time someone cut you off you offered a prayer for that person what would happen that person may not have a single person pray for them in their entire life They may be on the verge of doing something horrible. They may be struggling with their family in a way you have no idea, right? There may be people who are thinking, should I live or not? We don't know. But what if you were to say, all right, Lord, this person cut me off, I'm gonna offer a prayer for them. Whatever they're going through in their life right now, I'm gonna pray for Then you know what happens? Our Lord starts sending those people to you because you're the only person in the world that's gonna pray for them. And then all of a sudden, getting cut off in traffic, you're like, all right, Lord, you want me to pray for them? Maybe that's naive, but I don't think so. I think it changes our entire attitude. And then you know what happens? We get done driving, and instead of being bitter and taking it out on our family, and on our spouse, and on our parishioners, we have turned an act that could easily have us es- escalate into anger, and we've turned it into a great virtue. And we're okay, we've got peace in our soul. And this, by the way, can be applied for any of the passions. We turn tough situations into opportunities for grace. we stopped the snowball while it was small. Our passions didn't lead us to war or retaliation or to sin. In fact, they led us to prayer and to virtue. How amazing would our world be if we simply followed St. James's advice: pause, think, and plan.